Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children and builds specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, as well as work to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He's never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the Foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good evening and welcome to Hold the Line. Buck Sexton is out, but I'm Rob Smith. And if you like me here, check out my new podcast, Can't Cancel Rob Smith. Many things are happening in America right now and none of them are good. Inflation is raging. Gas prices are hitting all-time highs. Your groceries are almost certainly getting more expensive. And if you're a mother, you're probably having a very hard time finding baby formula. But if you're one of the tens of thousands of illegal immigrants that are streaming across our borders right now, you're not going to have a whole lot of trouble finding baby formula because there are literally pallets and pallets of them down there at the border right now. But if you care deeply about America, as many of the politicians we've elected claim to, you'd probably be searching around and looking for solutions to the problems we're facing, perhaps maybe getting serious and calling out and possibly removing the senile, bumbling disaster who stumbles across words on the teleprompter he's reading 
from on the fake set where he pretends to be the president. Of course, I am talking about none other than Joe Biden, the person that is currently running this country into the ground, the person who got 81 million votes. And you had better not question that at all or else you'll be charged with misinformation. But also, if you cared about America, perhaps you'd be coordinating with local governments or even food banks to see if you can get baby formula to the mothers who desperately need it. Maybe you'd be taking a few trips to the border so that the American public can see with their own eyes the disaster that unfolds every day as, like I said, tens of thousands of illegal immigrants fled into this country and disappear into other cities with the help of taxpayer-funded buses, airplanes, and cell phones. But our politicians are doing none of these things. Instead, they just voted to send 40 billion more of your taxpayer dollars to the Ukraine. This is in addition to the 14 billion dollars that we have already sent here is one of the most useless of them, Mitch McConnell. I think we all agree the most important thing going on in the world right now is the war in Ukraine. I had a chance to call the president last week and request that the Ukraine package move by itself and quickly. Uh, he uh, said, let me think it over. He called back in about 15 minutes and agreed that we need to do this uh, Ukraine only and quickly. I think we're on the path to getting that done. Discussions are underway between the House and Senate appropriators on the crafting of the package. It needs to be clean of extraneous matters directly related to helping the Ukrainians uh, win the war. Well, no, Mitch McConnell, I actually do not think that the war in Ukraine is the most important thing happening in the world right now. And I would gather that the Americans that are hurting right now would not agree either. But seeing Mitch McConnell waddle to the podium and talk about how we desperately need to send more money to Ukraine right now is as infuriating as much as it is totally absurd. And your favorite politicians will not answer to their vote at all. Of course, 57 brave Republicans voted against the $40 billion to the Ukraine, but you probably couldn't pick most of them out of a lineup. But here's some you may have heard of. People like Marjorie Taylor Greene, people like Madison Cawthorn, Lauren Boebert, and Matt Gates. Some of these people are being attacked viciously as we speak, and trust and believe those attacks are coming from the left and the right. You see, these politicians and the mainstream media from all sides, they seem to be wanting to tell you that these people are evil. They want to tell you that Marjorie Taylor Greene is racist. They want to leak embarrassing videos of Madison Cawthorn. They want you to think that Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates are completely insane when they are a few of the brave souls who are actually fighting against this money being laundered to the Ukraine. They're actually fighting against the swamp, which includes people like Mitch McConnell, who are so far removed from the problems and issues that the average Americans are facing, he can go up and say with a straight face that the war in Ukraine is the most important thing happening in the world right now. Tell that to a mother that cannot find baby formula for her child. Tell that to somebody that cannot afford to put gas in their tank to go to work so that they can earn money to buy the groceries that are more expensive than they have been in years.
So back to those politicians, the Madison Cawthorns, the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, these politicians are what Joe Biden would call ultra-MAGA. I never expected the ultra-MAGA Republicans who seem to control the Republican Party now to have been able to control the Republican Party. I, I never anticipated that happening. So what does ultra MAGA even mean? I don't know. It's, it's something that obviously the press shop came up with Joe Biden to create some sort of talking point and make it seem like it's a bad thing. Biden obviously thinks this is a bad thing, but lots of us think this is a good thing. It means putting America first. It means trying to do something to help the citizens of this country who are struggling right now. You know, Biden entered office a year and a half ago, and I remember watching that speech where he promised to be the great uniter. He was going to be the one to bring the country back together after the horrors of Donald Trump, the mean old orange man who divided us all. But Joe Biden has done nothing but divide, seeking to distract Americans from exploding inflation, high gas prices, and outrageous grocery prices by making them look at their neighbor who may have voted differently from them with scorn, fear, and suspicion. And back to Ultra MAGA, these people who have the guts to vote against $40 billion to Ukraine are Ultra MAGA, and that's not a bad thing. I'm not a big proponent of fangirling politicians. These people serve us, and most aren't worthy of the adulation they get. Yet, when you have members of Congress bold enough to stand up to the swamp creatures that seek to launder our money to the Ukraine, you have to say something about it. So well done, congressmen and congresswomen. And what about the ones who actually voted for this atrocity, the ones that are fighting so hard for you they can barely breathe between the dinners in D.C., the private jets, and the fundraisers? These people sit in the halls of Congress doing absolutely nothing but playing the game, enriching themselves, and becoming even more deeply entrenched in the swamp. They vote to send $40 billion to the Ukraine and they will not say a word about it. They're not draining the swamp, they are the swamp, and that's not gonna change anytime soon. So what do we need to start doing as conservatives? We need to start actually looking at what our elected representatives do, not just nod along while they repeat the latest online talking points. So what's the answer? The answer is to go local. The unprecedented uprising you've seen coming from parents all across the country who are fed up with school systems indoctrinating their kids did not start in the swamp. It started with normal people like you and I who don't live their lives by the whims of the D.C. swamp or what Kevin McCarthy and Mitch, Con Mitch McConnell tell them to do. When something like this ridiculous $40 billion to Ukraine comes out of D.C., the answer isn't to throw your hands up and give up. The answer is continue fighting, but the fight isn't in D.C. or the halls of Congress. The fight is in your backyard. What I know for sure is that this country will not be saved by people playing in the swamp. It will be saved by people like you running for and taking positions in local races. It's in showing up for your local school board, your local commissioner role, your local city council position. You will be able to make so much more change than the people who pretend they're gonna change anything at all in Washington, D.C., and take your money to help them do 
absolutely nothing. Oh, wait a minute, they don't do nothing. They send $40 billion of our money to the Ukraine. Think about how that money can be spent to help us right here in the USA, and think long and hard about who you're electing to represent us in Washington, D.C. All right, we'll have more on the $40 billion in funding for the war in Ukraine with the vice chairman of the America First Policy Institute Center for American Security, Fred Flights, when we come back. Support for my podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with its exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BUCK at manscaped.com. The Performance Package 4.0 includes a ton of men's grooming products like the Lawn Mower 4.0 Trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a bunch of other great men's hygiene products you never knew you needed, plus a travel bag to hold it all. The Lawn Mower Trimmer is the best. It's got a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, and it's waterproof so no more messes on the bathroom floor. You'll also get the waterproof Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer with proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in all those delicate areas. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BUCK to unlock your confidence and always use the right tools with Manscaped. When you're home thinking, what is this all about? Just think about when I was hungry, you fed me in the Gospel of Matthew. Welcome back to Hold the Line. I'm Rob Smith filling in for Buck Sexton. Washington is proving once again they could not care less about Americans' problems. Rising gas prices, soaring inflation, baby formula shortages, who cares, right? Let's just send billions of dollars in aid to help the Ukrainians. Joining me now is Vice Chairman of America First Policy Institute and former National Security Council Chief of Staff, Fred Flights. How you doing, Fred? Good to be here. Good, good, good. So, so first of all, let me ask you, you know, seeing as I'm the vice chairman of the America First Policy Institute, how would you describe America First to, to our viewers who may not have, have heard of that term? Well, America First is a concept to try to put the interests of the American people, the American economy, the American worker first when uh, policymakers make domestic or foreign policy decisions. And in the foreign policy realm, it means not deferring to the foreign policy elite and Harvard's JFK School. And uh, then you get good decisions, like what, when President Trump moved the US Embassy to Jerusalem. All the experts said not to do that. It would start a war, but it was the right thing to do. It means keeping us out of, uh, out of unnecessary wars. It means a strong US military, a strong military, a strong president, because we, we know American strength stabilizes the world and reduces the chances that we'll be tempted to send troops where we should not be sending them. We want to keep our troops out of areas where we have no strategic interests. Absolutely. I'm definitely with you on that. I'm a rock war veteran myself. I'm definitely against, you know, useless foreign wars. Now, I want to get your take on this $40 billion that, you know, Congress just voted um, to send to Ukraine. I'm obviously very much against it, sort of lit into it um, earlier on in the show. So I want to get your take on this. And, and I want to know, um, does voting for $40 billion to go to the Ukraine seem very America first, in, in your opinion? 
Well, it's funny. Some people have said that the American First Movement is against helping the people of Ukraine, that, that we shouldn't be sending weapons there. Well, General Keith Kellogg, my colleague, and I here, we think that it's important that the Ukrainians be armed uh, extremely well, armed to the teeth, because we are at a turning point in this war. If the Ukrainians can hold their own and maybe beat back the Russians a bit, I think we may find a solution to this conflict. I don't know if there'll be a peace treaty, but I'm hoping that the fighting will peter out and we will stop the killing. But if we give Russia an opportunity to regroup, I think the war could, could go on indefinitely. So I'm not with you on this one. I think that these weapons are a good idea, but I do like Rand Paul's idea to have an inspector general to monitor the spending and make sure that this money goes where we think it's going. Absolutely. And so let me ask you this. When you talk about monitoring the, the spending now, a lot of the people that are against this, you know, including myself, and I um, brought up the names of a couple of congressmen and women, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Madison Cawthorn, that voted against this $40 billion. What is the oversight of this money? I think that that's what a lot of people are trying to figure out. How do we know and, and how do we, you know, keep track of, of where this money is going? Well, I, I think that... Uh... That's a question that needs to be answered. I don't know how it's being overseen. I don't know that that doesn't mean it's being overseen, but uh, I think uh, Senator Paul's suggestion for an inspector general to monitor it, that seems to be a good compromise. If that's all he needs to vote for this, I might add, I don't think he's gonna vote for it anyway. Right. But I think that was a wise suggestion because in a situation like this, who knows where the, where the money is going. So you think that at this point, so we have voted for the $40 billion through Congress, and this is something that Rand Paul is saying that this is something that he needs in order to you know, pass this in the Senate. So you think that that, that will be a good compromise for a lot of the people um, that are a little skeptical about this money? I, I think it's a reasonable suggestion. I don't think it's going to convince yourself and uh, uh, Congressman Cawthorn and others. They're against it for other reasons. I respect yeah. those positions. Uh, I just have a different uh, a view of where things are going in Ukraine. Uh, but look, let's we have to have fiscal responsibility. We know we have problems at home. We know Biden is ruining our economy. He's yes. ruining the, the energy market. And, and this money could be spent quite well at home. Uh, but I think there are times we had to make an investment for our national security. I don't want to send troops, but I would like to see Ukraine armed to the teeth. And I know I, I hear a lot of people saying that they don't want to send troops, but also we're, you know, speaking in language that seems to suggest that there will be troops there one day. So let me ask you this. In your opinion, how does this read to the general public? You brought up all the issues that we're having in America right now with, you know, baby formula shortages and gas prices and, and grocery and inflation, all that stuff. How does it read to the general public, in your opinion, when we are voting to send $40 billion to Ukraine? And we have all of these issues at home. I, I think that it's going to cause concern that most Americans won't understand uh, why we're spending such a huge amount of money on a country so far away on a conflict that doesn't involve us. I think there are bigger issues here, but we have to put them in perspective. I think that having Ukraine as an ally and supporting them, that's fine. But sending American troops in or risking a war with Russia, uh, for me, that's off the table. Do you think that continuing to fund Ukraine in this way, um, continuing to, to send all this money over there, do you think that that is furthering along um, how long this war is going to go? And do you think that that brings us closer to actually engaging in, in this war with Russia? 
No, I think letting Russia catch up, letting it rebuild, that will further the war. I think to, to bring peace in this area, or at least some level of stability, uh, Ukraine has to prevail, hold the territory it's having, and Russia has to it has to pull back. I don't think there's going to be a peace treaty. I don't think there's going to be a formal cessation of hostilities. I think this will simmer on for a long time, uh, but maybe most of, of, of the fighting will, will stop. But I'll tell you, I think there are things we should not be doing. We should not be provoking the Russians by talking about regime change or removing Putin or saying that we want to degrade or destroy the Russian military. That's irresponsible. I know Senator Graham has said stuff like that. Uh, the defense secretary said like that. Humiliating and what rubbing in the noses of, of Putin and Russian leaders, uh, that is risking a, a war between us and the United States, us and Russia. That has to stop. Okay, and so how do we get them to stop this stuff? And I made a uh, played a clip of uh, Mitch McConnell earlier, you know, talking all this stuff. There's a lot of chicken hawks um, in D.C. that have not served, have never served, do not have any family members serving, uh, but yet t talk really tough when it comes to this stuff. So how do you get them to temper down their language? Well, I think folks like you and I have to talk this up to say, you know, let's let's not provoke Putin for no reason. We want, the Ukra we want the Ukrainians to win. We want them to hold their territory. But talking about how we want this conflict to weaken the Russian army, why Secretary Austin said that, I mean, as, and I mean, he, he's, a, he's a military man. That was so irresponsible. Yeah. That's something that Putin's going to be able to use for propaganda purposes to keep support for this conflict. All right. Well, Fred Flights, uh, we are not on the same side of this issue, but I appreciate this conversation. I really do. Thank you so much for sharing your insight with us today. We greatly appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to be here. The View Sonny Hostin claims black Republicans are an oxymoron, once again proving that The View is the least intelligent show on television. Candidate for Congress in the great state of Florida, Laverne Spicer, gives her thoughts on Hostin's statement when we return. Welcome back to Hold the Line. I'm Rob Smith in for Buck. Black Republicans do in fact exist, but don't tell Sonny Hostin over on The View because their existence makes her little brain hurt. Okay, but I, I know this may be a novel point, a, a novel idea for somebody who's, you know, a supporter of Trump, but there are people who are capable There's of being been, related I, and not I having that I ethical interests. There's I many things that I don't stand by that Trump mm -hmm. did. Trump has done things that are racist. I'm a black woman first, so always understand that. Mm -hmm. But I do say that I have many conservative values that I will talk to you about. And so if you look at your network you that you're Republican? standing behind, yes, and when you look at your network that you're standing behind, you're saying that you look at Chris Cuomo. I feel like that's an oxymoron, a black Republican. Hmm. Well, the truth is that black Republicans do exist because no political party has a monopoly on the hearts and minds of millions of people just because they happen to share a certain skin color. Again, don't tell Sonny Hostin. Joining me to discuss this is Republican House candidate for Florida District 24, Laverne Spicer. Laverne, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Ralph, for having me on. Absolutely. So now, Laverne, I call you spicy because you're always giving me some spicy hot takes. So what's what's the spicy take on this? What what these ladies are saying on the View? Well, I I feel like first of all, you know, as a Black American, as a conservative, we have the right to articulate and dialogue our thoughts, our thoughts without, uh, you know, being worried about. We are, are, are we going to offend somewhere? What happened to 
the freedom of speech. You know, mm -hmm. I often black candidates come on the view. They are always attacked uh, for speaking their mind. And, and it is like so unbelievable the hate that they have for black conservatives on that show. It's crazy. And the thing about it is, is that so when you watch this show and you watch The View and, and you know, Sonny and Whoopi Goldberg and all of that stuff, there's this out and out hostility to any black person that does not toe the leftist agenda. And I also noticed this while I'm watching these clips again. I think that they know that America's in shambles right now. They know that gas prices are high, groceries are high, all of these different things. But yet they go back to Trump over and over and over again, Laverne. Like, I know that you're somebody that, that supported the, the former president. Um, why do you think that these people are still so obsessed with Donald Trump? Well, first of all, the hate is real. You know, they have hate in their heart. They're they, they don't even want to hear anything dealing with anybody policies unless it's something that's, you know, they are promoting with Joe Biden. And we all know how uh, destructive his policies are and how his policies have totally failed this country. He has totally failed these people. But on, I mean, like today I went to the gas pump and the gas here in Miami is like $5 a gallon. Mm-hmm. never had gas prices as high ever, ever and, here. And that is crazy. And so what's going on right now is this. Like I said, they need distractions all the time. The Biden administration needs distractions and all this stuff. When you look at somebody like Sonny House and you look at Whoopi Goldberg, um, these people are living in the bubble, right? So you're running in Florida District 24. That is North Miami. That is nowhere near the sort of New York, D.C., L.A. bubble. So what are you hearing just from people out on the streets, like the, the people that you're running to represent? What are they saying about everything that's going on? The people that I'm running to represent are tired of being sick and tired of being mm. sick and tired. They are totally fed up. They're tired of the gas. They're tired of the cost of food in the grocery store because it's so expensive. I mean, a bag of lemons is like $5 and in some places uh, the eggs are even eight, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the shortage on certain food items. You cannot find them in the grocery store, certain things that you're looking for. And it's just all around hardship on people. In my district, the cost for a one-bedroom apartment is $2,000. And even here in Liberty City in the hood, where in years ago you could buy a house for $20,000, that same house now is going to cost you $450,000, so, which is the median price of a home here. So people is, can't afford it. They can't afford it. And so the question to you is this. This is my question. Why do black people keep voting for this stuff? Do you think that it's they're being bullied? Do you think that we just don't want to step outside the line? Like, do you think it's the entertainment industries, uh, the Democrat Party's hold on the entertainment industry, media personalities like Sonny and Whoopi and, and everybody in The View? Why do you think that black people keep voting for this? Because I personally, so I, I do a lot of you know work on the ground and I'm, I, I speak about this and I advocate about this and all this other stuff. I am not entirely convinced 
that we can get this black Republican movement to where it needs to be to actually really shift things because people always go back to the same old, same old. Why do you think they keep going back to it? Well, I think a lot of times they have been so brainwashed Yes. Uh, to the fact that they believe all Republicans are prejudiced. Uh, all of us are KKKs. We are, we are house uh, Negroes. We are... You're racist, mm-hmm. but the truth is, the Democrats are the one that that line up with that agenda right there with the racist agenda. I mean, listen to everything that Biden says on the internet on YouTube that you can go Google right now, where he said he don't want his kids going to school with those. Mm-hmm. When he said he sinks three hundred some thousand feet below sea level, when he goes off and he says he don't want his kids going to school with those, he's on the YouTube saying that he always say black people don't have the ability to think for ourselves. If we vote for Trump, then that, then basically we are not black enough because we did not vote for him. He says that we are not capable of using the internet, that yes. we don't know how to have... And the, crazy, and the, and the crazy thing about it is... All of that is a lie. Yes, all and the crazy thing lie. about this is is that you can find all of this stuff, and, and this is what he has said on it. That's the craziest thing. So if you're somebody that's watching this... And this is the first that you've heard um, of any of these things that Biden have said from uh, Laverne right now. You can Google all of these things. You can go on Twitter, you can go on um, YouTube, you can go on Facebook, and you can see this history of this crazy racist stuff um, that Joe Biden has said. So look, I- I'm going to leave it right there. So tell the people where they can find you, Laverne. Um go to my Twitter page and find me there at Laverne Spicer. And you can also go to my web page, which is Laverne2022.com. All right. Thank you so much for joining, Laverne. Thank you, Rob, for having me on. All right. The Biden administration announced yesterday that they're canceling oil and gas lease sales in the Gulf of Mexico and Alaska as gas prices hit a record high across the country. We'll have more on that with the founder and executive director of Power the Future, Daniel Turner, after the break. Welcome back to Hold the Line. I'm Rob Smith filling in for Buck. Americans are feeling the pain at the pump. According to AAA, gas prices surged to a new record high today with the nationwide average reaching $4.42 per gallon. That's up from $3 in May of last year. So what's the Biden administration doing to ease prices? Well, cutting back on drilling, of course. Last night, the U.S. Interior Department announced they were canceling oil and gas lease sales in Alaska and the Gulf of Mexico. So if you thought relief was on the way, think again. Joining me now is the founder and executive director of Power the Future, Daniel Turner. Thanks for joining me, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Absolutely. Okay, so now I'm a dummy about the drilling and and all of that stuff. But what I do know is that gas prices are ridiculously expensive. And with gas prices where they are right now, why on earth would the Biden administration be doing this? Yeah, it does seem really bizarre that at a time that the the president himself is saying, I'm doing everything in my power to lower gas prices, uh, that he would take a step like this because what is driving our high prices is a lack of supply. 
Um, it is very hard right now to produce oil and gas domestically for a myriad reasons, right? The president knows we have a supply problem. That's why he's begged oil from the Saudis, from the Venezuelans. He even talked about buying oil from the Iranians. Um, he's released oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserves. So he knows there is a supply problem. So then you, you have to wonder why he would do anything that would make increasing the supply, meaning oil and gas permitting, why he would make that more difficult. But, but this is exactly what he wants. They are getting the outcome that they desire um, this is not ignorance or stupidity or bad policy planning. This is exactly what the Biden administration intended to happen. So you think the Biden administration actually wants Americans to be hurting like this? Now, the, the conspiracy theorists to me or whatever, it, it's just like, so these are not stupid people. These are very highly intelligent, highly educated people. And I do not believe that they are this incompetent. So the only possible solution is that they are doing this on purpose for some reason. So why would they be doing this? Yeah, if you are a statist, and, and that's the most polite term I could use for people yeah. who believe in big government control. If you are a yeah. statist, you ultimately want all industries to be controlled by the government. It's very much why Obama wanted to go after healthcare, right? Energy mm -hmm. is the last great industry that is in private hands. There are some publicly traded companies, but for the most part, the energy industry is in the hands of the private sector. The Biden administration is part of this group of people led by Bernie Sanders, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, that wants this green revolution to happen. They want to force wind and solar. They want to force electric vehicles. The only way they can do that is to make fossil fuels very, very unattractive. And the most attractive thing about fossil fuels is their affordability, right? We liked it when in 2019, oil was $2 a gallon nationwide. We like it that when we call uh, uh, Uber Eats or Postmates or Amazon, products arrive quickly and they arrive very inexpensively. Fossil fuels are what drive our economy and we like that. So to make fossil fuels the enemy, they have to make fossil fuels expensive. And maybe with enough punishing the American people, enough frustration and anger, maybe the American people will say, please, Joe Biden, save us, give us an alternative. And the alternative is this green statist agenda. Interesting. So you think that this is all about trying to push this sort of Green New Deal, just that agenda, this transitioning into to solar energy and all that stuff. That's what you think this is all about. 100%. They've been trying to scare us with climate change language for decades. It didn't work, right? They always talk about we're going to die. Sea levels are rising to an unsustainable level. Yet every yeah. time you turn around, either John Kerry's on a private jet or Barack Obama's buying a beachfront mansion. Buying a beachfront right? mansion. So they then they got the Greta Thunberg, you know, floating around as well. So Greta Thunberg is trying to, you know, wag her finger at us and shame us all and all this other stuff. So in your opinion, this is just not working. Exactly, because they don't even buy it because they're not giving up the bounty of fossil fuels. They're not changing their lifestyles. So mm. they took a page, as far as I'm concerned, COVID gave them the best playbook, right? Look at the, what they were able to do by scaring us with COVID in just two years. They closed our churches. They reworked our electoral system, mm -hmm. right? In two years, your kids aren't going to class and you're stuck in your uh, in your uh, 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 upstairs bedroom with the doors closed and everyone's wearing a mask. So if you're in the radical green movement, you look at this and you say, holy cow, how do we transform people's lives to this degree? Well, scare didn't work, fear didn't work. So let's try this other tactic, which is 
make the fossil fuels the enemy. Look, they, they brought fossil fuel executives to hearings before Congress, tried to try price gouging. That didn't work either. This is completely fascinating and something that I kind of thought about because, you know, when you have this conversation about the uh, the Green New Deal and all in, in the climate cult and all of that other stuff, you know, I never really thought to make that connection to what is going on right now. But it's actually very, very interesting. And so the question that I have to you is we've got these politicians that are that are complaining about the gas prices. Uh, we have all this stuff. What are some things that the people that claim to be representing us can be doing right now to sort of fight this climate cult that is trying to make things harder on all of us? Yeah, I mean, the best thing to do at, at the localist level is to really get involved. And that means uh, going to town halls. It means talking to your elected representatives because they're the ones who are pushing a lot of this climate agenda and a lot of it at the most local level. You see counties and municipalities saying by the year 2030, 50% of our electricity has to come from wind and solar. You need to engage with these folks and say, can you show me any place in the world where this is working? Right? right. California right. is the furthest state. And California has rolling blackouts. California's governor is warning people, oh boy, it's gonna be a rough summer. We don't produce enough electricity. Germany's the country that is furthest along, probably 20 years ahead of America. Germany has four times the, 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 the price point that we do. They have higher emissions, and now they're absolutely petrified of Vladimir Putin because of their green agenda. And so, you know, ask your local congressman, ask your mayor. Anytime someone says we're gonna go green, say, just show me anywhere in the world where going green has worked to the benefit. And if you can show me that, I'll shut up. But they can show you that. They just keep doubling down, doubling down on stupidity. It's like, hey, just put on the third mask. Let's try that. Right? It's just doubling down on stupidity. Because at this point, if they have convinced people of the lie enough and they have created this cult around the climate agenda, then there's no need to explain it anymore. It's just one of those things that just is known, right? Just like it was known that the vaccines are supposed to stop COVID, just like it was known that the masks were supposed to stop COVID. Um, this is extremely fascinating. Um, do you think that they'll go even further than this in, uh, in service of that agenda? I think they're 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 a hundred percent in the tank on this agenda, and they're not going to roll it back. You know, people are optimistic about the elections this year. What happens if Republicans gain control of the House? Most of our energy decisions are controlled by the executive branch, uh, the Secretary of Interior, Secretary of Energy, Joe Biden himself, John Kerry, who seems to be accountable to nobody. Right? No one knows who who he who works for him. No one knows what right. his budget is. No one knows what his mandate is, but he's making climate decisions. And so, you know, they're not going to give this up for the next couple of years. Uh, the only thing that could stop it is if enough people get involved. And, 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 and what's going to do that is the motivating force of high prices, food shortages, uh, and, and, and a real detriment to our quality of life. Like I said, Americans may hate the fossil fuel industry or they may, but yes. they love what it does for us. They love oh. our wonderful American life and they're not giving it up. Absolutely fascinating and terrifying. Daniel Turner, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. When we come back, Secretary of Commerce tells parents who are trying to put clothes on their children's backs to get their priorities straight. We have that video for you in tonight's Quick Hits. Stay with us. Commerce Secretary Raimondo tells parents not to worry about clothing their kids because climate change and Senator Chuck Schumer fear-mongering on abortion. Those stories on tonight's Quick Hits. Let's get to it.
First of all, here is Secretary of Commerce Gina Raimondo pledging her allegiance to the climate cult. While Americans are struggling and seeing their paychecks shrink, uh, a 24% increase over FY21 levels for NOAA uh, doesn't really help families put food on the table or clothes on the back at a time when inflation is at a 40-year high. Can you talk about how this massive allocation of funds helps to combat inflation or deal with supply chain issues that you say are so important? Yes. So, look, we, we, we believe climate change is an existential threat. So, you know, children won't forget about clothes on their back. They're not going to be able to have a life if we don't deal with climate change. Well, my uh, constituents can't forget about the need to put clothes on their kids' back. <laughs> your children will, your children are going to be dead anyway. All right. If we don't handle climate change. So don't worry about expensive groceries. Don't worry about gas. Don't worry about buying clothes because your kids are all going to die anyway. You know, this is really crazy. You know, we, we spoke to the guest earlier, Daniel Turner, and he, he really said that these people want to make it hurt. That you have to understand when it comes to the climate cult, this is what these people truly think. When we talk about the swamp, we talk about people that are so far removed from the problems of the average American that she talks about the climate change stuff. People, it is a cult and the, the, the calls are coming from inside the house. All of these people are running the country into the ground. It's ridiculous. Up next, um, oh, now the, uh, the far left sort of alphabet suit people. This is one of the alphabet suit people online. And she's talking about what it is to identify as cake, cake gender. I would describe xenogenders as a gender that could not typically be described with terms such as masculinity, femininity, neutrality, androgyny, things like that. For example, cake gender. Um, I know a few people who personally use this. Um, it's typically described as them feeling light and fluffy or sweet and warm. Another example of cake gender would be if someone feels like they have different layers or flavors to their particular gender. This is, I, I just, I can't even, we have to be in one of the most ridiculously, weirdly decadent periods in American history before all this. This is like, guys, this is how good the Trump administration was. This is how good people had it. This is how good people had it with low gas prices. This is how good people had it with a strong economy. They created all of this stuff. And we're only just now seeing this now because this stuff has been going on online for decades it's completely ridiculous. I don't even know. But here's the thing. They're sending these people to school and they're getting degrees in this stuff. They're getting this. This is probably going to be a class in, in gender studies 101. And then they're going to try to get your tax dollars to pay for it. All right. Speaking of um, people that sit on collecting taxpayer dollars, Senator Chuck Schumer, after the abortion vote, wants to talk more crap about Republicans. The vote we just took makes crystal clear the contrast between the parties as we approach the midterm elections. Vote, elect more pro-choice Democrats if you want to see a woman have control over her own body. Elect more pro-choice Democrats if you want to protect a woman's freedom and right to choose. Elect more MAGA Republicans if you want to see a nationwide ban on abortion, if you want to see doctors and women arrested, if you want to see no exceptions for rape 
or incest. You know what's very interesting about that is that, you know, after they lost that vote, Democrats at this point right now, and I know that the abortion issue is very thorny and a lot of people have a lot of different thoughts on it, but they will not go on record as to exactly what they think. You have to understand that these people want abortion on demand up to and including nine months, but they will not say that. Um, they just want to make the Republicans seem evil, which is all they want to do because they're destroying the country now. So Democrat Representative Katie Porter says, oh God, we need more abortion because babies are becoming more expensive because of inflation. So the fact that things like inflation can happen and it can become more expensive to feed your kids and to fuel your car um, is exactly why people need to be able to be in charge of how many mouths they're going to have to feed. So I think the fact that we're seeing this jump in expenses, um, that we're seeing people having to pay more in the grocery store, pay more at the pump, pay more for housing, is a reason that people are saying, I need to be able to make my own decisions about when and if to start a family. You know, it's all so sad and it's so gross, but here's the thing. This is who these people are. And when they tell you who they are, pay attention. There's a reason that you got to come to places like the first to see clips like that because they're not going to show it to you on the mainstream media network. That's it for tonight's Hold the Line. The No Spin News with Bill O'Reilly is up next. Chill tie. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 